Welcome to Chakra Chatter Stephen, powered by Chakra Yoga Studio CDO. A lighthearted and fun side of Chakra Chat. New episodes every Saturday. Hi everyone, good afternoon and welcome to our Friday afternoon habit. We have hashtag Chakra Chat. So once again, welcome everyone and thank you very much for tuning in. So last week we talked about uh, yoga teaching and learning, reacting, responding and reinventing. And as a response to the call of the time, we realized that last week's conversation is quite relevant, not just for yoga teachers, but also yoga practitioners in general. In that particular conversation, I can still remember teacher Ben and teacher Rihanna uh, talked about the importance of really calling a concerted effort amongst yoga teachers and practitioners to come together and find ways to deal with these challenging times. And now, October is Mental Health Awareness Month. It, uh, and a global campaign to promote mental health and awareness has been done uh, even days before this. And our guest for today will help us enrich our discussion on the importance of promoting the well-being of our friends, of our loved ones, and people in general. Our guest for today has a very charming and bubbly personality known to everyone. She's an entrepreneur with 18 years of experience working in the corporate landscape, primarily in human resource and training. She's taken up her master's in psychology from Southfield International School and Colleges and her undergrad degree in business management from the College of Holy Spirit. Her continuing education comes from Ateneo de Manila University, University of Pennsylvania, and Princeton University, and she's an alumna of FLOW, F-L-O-W, Coaching Institute in Toronto. Apart from corporate training, our guest for today administers psychological counseling and life coaching for Lighthouse Wellness and Life Coaching Services and is a certified yoga and meditation teacher for Treehouse Yoga Philippines, both of which she owns. So ladies and gentlemen, we welcome in our Chakra Chat session for today, we have Teacher Rachel. Hello. Hi, Teach. Good Hi. afternoon. How good are afternoon. You? I'm okay. How are you? I'm very good and I'm very excited each for uh, our conversations for today. So uh, before we start, I just would like to thank you on behalf of Chakra Yoga Studio CEO. Thank you very much each for saying yes to this. You're welcome. So, so each, uh, let's begin our conversation and uh, Siguro, we could start with um, trying to see and trying to uh, discover your yoga journey. Could you kindly tell us, uh, teach about your own yoga journey and how your experience and your academic preparations? Because I'm dami, dami, uh, <laughs> introduction. Eh. Uh, how, um, your academic preparations help you in having that enriching yoga story? 
Okay. Um, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. Um, this is, I think, my first Facebook Live. So hello to everyone who's watching. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about my journey. Um, I don't think it's anything really special. Um, I think most of us naman then who are in the yoga industry, most yoga teachers, we start off with, ano, with asana, right? With the physical aspect of it. So in my case, um, I actually was diagnosed in 2008 with a flat back syndrome. So which means my spine is, was, pala, was, kasi meron na siyang curves. My spine was super straight. So it has lost its curves um, because of wearing high heels too much. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that was, that was my issue. And then um, I had physical therapy and uh, my therapist, you know, like after several sessions um nothing was really alleviated so my back was still hurting um, i'd still get muscle spasms here and there and then i asked what the alternative was and he said try yoga or pilates now during that time um pilates was super expensive and inaccessible i mean until now naman most pilates studios are are still inaccessible financially um but but yeah, so what I did was I, I enrolled in a gym and they had yoga classes. They had, you know, beginner Pilates classes. So I joined those. And when I started my, well, actually it was at, until 2011 before I joined yoga. <laughs> so antaga, so 2008 to 2011, I was actually sort of resisting it. Parang, ah, yoga lang naman yan. It's just stretches, ganyan. So, but when I finally did, and it was at the gym, nga, um, that's when I realized like, oh, okay. Immediately, the pain in my back disappeared after fir the first session. So it's it was much more it was much better than um, the therapy that I had before. So may maybe that was just my case. It's not for everyone, no. So, but yeah. So, yon. So that's why I continued and. You know, as I continued doing yoga from 2011, I realized that it really wasn't just the physical aspect that was improving, but also my mindfulness, you know, like the voices in my head, um, the critical inner voices in my head, they were actually like, unti unti, they were silencing themselves. So, so that's when I'm like, oh, okay, so this is yoga. It took me about mga siguro three years before that happened. Yeah. Okay, uh, when did you start teaching yoga? Um, 2015 was when I took my teacher training. Um, yeah, so I took my teacher training from White Space in Katipunan here in Metro Manila. Um, and then immediately after that, I've decided na, okay, then maybe I can shift because that was also the year i was getting married so 2015 was a huge year for me so i retired from the corporate world so i retired from my career as a trainer um and then i started to build na treehouse yoga so that's also where i started um teaching for the first time right? in right. my own studio na. Yeah, uh, I actually have been to White Space. It's a very beautiful studio. Uh, yeah, galeng galeng. Sige, I teach. Uh, today's topic is on mental health, and uh, mm -hmm. 
mental health has been gaining a lot of attention in the past few years. But for the benefit of our viewers, um, what do we mean by mental health really? And how is this different from physical, social, or even spiritual spiritual health or well-being? Yeah, that's actually a good question. Um, okay, uh, we all know what physical wellness is. It's the absence of anything that's chronic. You know, you don't have any illnesses, no, no pains, or maybe if there are, you're able to manage it. Now, mental health, on the other hand, is the level of psychological well-being naman. So from um, the perspectives of, let's say, positive psychology, um, which I follow because it's it's more holistic, right? Mental health may include, um, you know, an, how an individual is able to cope with daily stresses, maybe even triggers, like traumatic triggers, and how to create a balanced life, um, enjoying the activities that he likes, right? And at the same time, yun nga, managing all of these stressors around us. So that's, that's um, I think in a nutshell, that's mental health. Um, but of course, humans are complicated, <laughs> you know, <laughs> beings. So there's a lot of dimensions around it as well. So um, it's a it's nice that you asked, like, how is it different from, you know, like things like uh, spiritual well-being? But of course, spiritual well-being we know is that the connection, our connection to a higher being, or maybe just. A connection to ourselves like the inner divine right to you know you listen to your higher self so so there but at the end of the day i think um and this is where i come from like my background is really believing that these are all interconnected like physical well-being your mental well-being um your spiritual well-being emotional even all of the other stuff like you know your intellectual well-being your career well-being, your financial well-being, these are all interconnected. Right. And I, I really like how you pointed out on positive psychology and the importance of, you know, looking into the interconnectedness of all things. And in yoga, we always uh, uh, encourage our, our students to understand how we are not compartmentalizing any part of our team but the more that we connect and unite the more that there there's a balance and you know that's really mental health in general right yeah 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 you can't really isolate it as uh, okay ako sa mental health ko pero the rest are not so they're really interrelated and interconnected right I have I have recently talked to a friend who has been having a difficulty in explaining to his, to his parents that he has been um, experiencing some mental health issues lately because of traumatic experience that he encountered. You know, it seems like teacher, a good majority of our fellow Filipinos are not, not yet aware of the value of mental health. Any reactions to this? Mm. Um. Okay, yes and no. Um, yes, there is still a part of our culture that's resisting the discussions on mental health. Um, but I also think that there's a lot of conversations going on already around around the topic. Um, and, and these are spearheaded by um, a lot of people from Gen Z 
uh, Gen Z, millennials, um, and yeah, even Gen X <laughs> or senials like me. <laughs> so I think there's already that conversation going on. But um, of course, like when when we when we talk about you know like mental health um, with our parents to older people, when we talk about these things with older people medyo there's a little bit of um ano kasi, uh, there's a there's some some level of pride coming from the old older generations because they didn't have those conversations right like that's why they always say na parang nung, nung panahon namin right during our time we, we didn't have these mental health whatever we didn't we didn't have depression or anxiety basta ano lang gawin mo lang yung kailangan mong gawin you know all of these things um but yeah it it that, that that there's that level of pride na hindi nila kailangan yan dati bakit ngayon kailangan nating pag-usapan right but i think the conversations are already happening um now is there a world where we can actually now talk to our, you know, our parents about these things? Siguro, um, slowly it's happening naman, but it's not, realistically, it's not going to be 100%. Um, yeah, because there's also this, um, our, our family structures are very hierarchical. So sometimes when we teach older people new things um, or new knowledge, sometimes a lot of a lot of them naman are receptive, right? Na parang ah okay, they want to learn, but also there are ones who you know like well I don't need this information. Nabuhay ako ng sixty years ng hindi ko nalalaman yan. Then I can die not knowing anything about it either. So yon. So I think the conversations are happening. Um, but yeah, like if you can't talk to your parents about it, then you can you can talk to someone else. Like uh, whether it's a mental health practitioner or a mental health advocate, it doesn't have to be a professional. You know, if you have friends who are into it and they can hold space for you, then that's good. Right. I, I, I really like how you mentioned how cultural aspects also affect uh, the understanding on the idea of mental health. And uh, Teacher Seven is actually uh, watching us right now, Teach, and uh, she, uh, he also asked, uh, how do you start really a mental health conversation? Uh, I think this is a very interesting uh, question, uh, similar to what we're doing. It's really about mental health. But in general, how do we start a mental health conversation? Now we're talking about it. Ah, um, it there are different angles, kasi. So, like, how do you start a mental health conversation? Like, it could be like this through awareness programs. And if you are, let's say, um, if you are someone who's into it and you want to learn more about it, um. I have I ask my clients because to have a mental health buddy, right? So for example, um, Seven's mental health buddy would be you, Sam. So, pwedeng, I Seven can invite you to uinod tayo nitong webinar na to or uh, pakinggan natin yung ano gan you know, something like that. Like it can be as as easy as hey, this is a learning session. I want to join. Um, I want to learn more about it. Do you want to come with me? Parang ganon. 
So that's one. Um, that's one angle. And then the other angle is if you have a mental health concern, um, sometimes ang hirap din kasing mag, mag open up to someone else, right? And um, a lot of people, the, well, the awareness campaigns kasi on, let's say, depression or suicide um, or anxiety or any other mental illness is, you know, urging the person who has a problem um, to come forward and reach out. But what we don't understand is they have a hard time reaching out, you know? Like, if you are someone who's feeling depressed, uh, desperate, like you feel like you have no purpose in this world, sometimes ang hirap mag-reach out. So actually, the ones who are um, educated and aware or sensitive enough to think na parang, uy, parang may problema si teacher Sam, um, dapat sila yung lumalapit. Right? So we are the ones who reach out to, to these people. But of course, there's also that argument that, you know, it's also not our responsibility, right? And, and, and I, I totally understand that. But if you come from a place of care, right? If you really care about this person, then you will reach out to that person. Like, hey, um, napansin ko, hindi ka na nag-Facebook, is everything okay? You know, things like that. Like, um, just hi, hello is really a big thing already for people who are experiencing, um, you know, mental issues or challenges. Right. I I really like how you mentioned that each you know, you know, having that initiative you know, coming from a place of care, especially yes. now, which, uh, because of the pandemic, our mental health uh, is actually challenged. You no, know? I think like everyone. Uh, there is anxiety, feeling of isolation, perhaps fear, uh, perhaps also because of minimal social interaction. No, uh, are there practical things that we can do to alleviate this concern, especially those cases that are close to home? You know, like when we uh, when we see our, for example, my wife being so busy or something like that. Are there any like simple and practical? Uh, things that we can do. Yeah, um, I think it's one of them is really holding space. Um, the thing kasi is we don't like Filipinos in general, or I think maybe humans in general, right? Um, we don't really know how to hold space. And, and, you know, a lot of us would think that the world revolves around us. And, and we notice this, pagka, for example, when we're Let's say, kagaya ng example mo, we're in, in the house, right? We are with people, we are with, with family, and we are with people that we, you know, we see every day, and we know them already. Alam ko na na may topak yung asawa ko ngayon, ganyan, or ba? So, parang, there's that sensitivity naman, but um, the story in our head, we, we change it. We change it into... Uh, into something that focuses on ourselves. We go like, okay, nakikita mo na na medyo, let's say, um, pagod na yung asawa mo. The story in our heads become like, oh, pagod ka nga, pero ako nga, ano eh, araw-araw naglalaba, tapos nagluto pa, tapos ganyan. So we kind of like compare ourselves with the struggles of other people. And that's when we lose empathy, right? That's when we lose empathy. Kasi parang, ano eh, 
Um, we don't really, we, we don't really care. Parang ganun yung lating. We don't really care how they're doing or what their struggles are. Basta yung struggle ko mas mahirap kesa sa struggle mo. Parang ganun. So that's one. Um, and then the other one is uh, an important thing and a practical thing, but we don't want to do is to ask. Ask lang, ask lang. Like, like, oi Sam, kumusta ka? Or Sam, kailangan tulong? Or gusto mo pag-usapan? You wanna talk about something? Like, you know, you wanna talk about it? Kasi medyo napansin ko, nagdadabog ka na, you wanna talk about it, right? But we don't know how to do that, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's something that's awkward <laughs> to us, right? And again, it, it that story in our heads that, you know, like, ayoko nga, <laughs> baka sungitan ako niyan, or baka sigawan pa ako niyan, right? That place in our head. So that stops us from asking the other person um, how he or she is doing. And therefore, we just let those moments slide. So parang nagbe-build up lang siya, and then the resentment, you know, builds up as well. Um, and sometimes when resentment builds up, it turns into anger, it turns into um, you know feeling that you weren't seen or you weren't heard or um, you were treated unfairly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, but the most practical thing is number one to ask, number two to hold space. So ask. Um, I noticed that you are, you know, I, I noticed that you haven't been yourself lately. You want to talk about it, and then when they do start talking about it, it's important that we hold space. And how do we do that? It's so simple, but it's so hard. It's really just to listen. Right. Listen. Nang hindi mo, hindi ka nag-share ng advice, hindi ka nag-share ng comparison about like, yung iba nga dyan, ganyan, okay lang yan, you know. So that's when it turns into toxic positivity. Um, it's as if, you know, we're invalidating the person's experiences. So yeah, so ask and hold space. That's it. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much, Teach. No, I really like the importance of what you mentioned about you know listening attentively without judgment. No, because yes. I think uh, sometimes about when we talk with friends and then we pour out our concerns to our friend, sometimes we there is a tendency to you know advise and to provide solutions right there and there. And the important thing is just to be there, to be present, and to all what you said hold space yeah yeah peach there's a question from teacher seven again uh, how does sure. kindness affect your mental health oh um how does kindness affect your mental health kindness kasi is anay. um it's like love right it's like love and care um when you share kindness to others it doesn't mean you lose kindness to yourself it shouldn't mean that way. So when you share kindness or when you become kind to other people, the tendency is it it has that ripple effect within you. That, oh, I'm I'm being kind to this person, um, and therefore I parang nagkakaroon ka ng label na I am kind, right? Like I am kind, especially kapag ka na validate ganyan. But yeah, it it creates a ripple effect within you. Um, that makes you feel good that you know because at the end of the day we're not here to live on our own right we have to be living 
um, with other people harmoniously, hopefully, <laughs> right? We have to be living with other people and and by doing that, we have to have healthy relationships with them. Um, and kindness is something that, you know, that I think is the start. Um, how it works then kasi, um, the, when you give it out, naturally the universe returns it to you parang, or gives it back to you. So parang you also now experience kindness, right? Um, I know that there are arguments where um, kind naman ako, <laughs> kind naman ako sa iba, pero how come I don't receive kindness? And that's precisely the, the issue there because there is an expectation na dapat when I'm kind, you should be kind to me too. If you can let go of that expectation and just give from your heart, then it will come back to you, right? So yun, so... Um, so how does kindness affect your mental health? I think I think that's one of those ways that you know kindness affects mental health. And and also in um in positive psychology, kasi it it creates that um parang it creates that self-fulfilling prophecy also. That you know, I am kind, therefore I'm kind to others and I am kind to myself. So you choose um you know, decisions, you make decisions rather, you choose options that will be kind to others and kind to yourself. Okay. We have here a very interesting uh, question from Jeff Torre. Uh, yes. Oh, hello, said, Jeff. How can we erase the stigma of caring for mental health that is embarrassing or shows weakness, etc.? Uh, we are surrounded by society that mostly say okay lang yan or arte lang yan. So how can we collectively promote mental health that addresses this particular stigma? Okay. Um, I know Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Thank you for joining us today. All right. So um, the stigma of caring, let me read again. Uh, stigma of caring for mental health that it's embarrassing or shows weakness. Yeah, yeah. Um, earlier we talked about the Filipino culture din kasi, no? And um, yun nga parang the older generations would have that um, pride na di naman namin kailangan yan. Okay lang yan. Ako nga noon, ganito, ganito. So, or, or arte lang yan, you know. Um, I think how we can collectively promote um, mental health is to start within our own families. Um, for example, uh, because I have two teenage kids. <laughs> so I, well, actually, hindi na pala teenager yung isa. 21 na pala siya. The other one is 16. So the girl is 16. So, um, you start with a family. You start with your spouse, for example. Um, if there are things that you know you need to talk about, then you should be able to talk about it with your spouse. Now, um, to the kids, naman with the kids, naman, especially if you have boys, right? And I know Jeff has boys. <laughs> I know Jeff has boys. Um, if you have boys, dapat ano then like. You know, when they when they cry or when they feel hurt or if they're if you if you notice that no uh, malungkot siya or something like that, ikaw na as a parent, you should approach them and say, you know, do you want to talk about it? I noticed you're sad. Are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? So it's it's actually the same. It's asking and holding space, um, and you know, like fighting that impulse 
to to you know to to go for toxic positivity um the okay lang yan bakit ano ba uh, ano sapakin ba natin yung mga ganyan also the you know uh, ano bang tawag nila doon like medyo nakakalalaki na <laughs> na comments no so yon so parang or or sasabihin mo na ano lalaki ka hindi ka dapat nakakaramdam ng ganyan you know it should start from within like in the household talaga so yeah like we can't expect that you know maybe just because we have all of these mental health awareness talks um it's already free we're we're having a mental health crisis because of the pandemic we can't also expect naman na overnight everything's going to be okay uh, with it and we'll start talking about it um we are getting there slowly we're getting there slowly but the best way to start or the best place to start is within our families right say peach let's move on on uh response to mental health needs in organizations so um mm-hmm. i'd like to know what are some of the simple tips that you can give our organizations workplace or even schools can properly respond to the community and group members uh, mental health concerns especially right now in terms of schooling diba uh where really online and for example uh in terms of mga employees naman uh, working from home uh it's quite difficult no? especially in my case no i'm handling a school right now so I, i don't know how else can i promote that um the the how to respond better in terms of their mental health needs so any suggestions yeah um ganon din eh. uh the I think the the main things to do would be if you're talking about your peers, right? Like let's say you wanna you want to support your peers, but you don't know whether they have mental health issues or basta nakikita mo lang na stressed sila ganyan, right? Um it's important that we ask, right? And then and we listen. And then what's the next step for that is also like uh brainstorm. But also you have to ask are you ready to brainstorm do you want to brainstorm with me on what we can do about this then then okay that's fine right and then you can tell them that you know when you're ready then i'm just here right um and the thing kasi with organizations for example uh it's hierarchical again and there's the boss and then there's you so parang even if we do if we want to talk to our boss about it the the thing is like ready ba makinig yung boss ko or pagagalitan lang ba ako nito and that's why i think in organizations for example it's important that the mental health awareness bit comes from the top down hindi pwedeng bottom up kailangan top down it should be the leaders who are advocating it um and that's that's what i do that's um that's what i do for corporate uh, to my corporate clients or for my corporate clients so we we have a lot of training sessions we have a lot of learning sessions on mental health and then also creating um frameworks for their organizations and how to better support their employees especially now um kasi nga there's there's this pandemic and and uh like there's also other dimensions like there's now work from home um there's also that 
uh, pandemic stress of you know going to work and going back home ang dami eh. ngayon ang daming layers and then there's also that um we don't know anticipation like we don't know what's gonna happen next month uh we don't know if we'll still have our job next month or tomorrow even so and daming ano and daming dimensions ngayon um ng, ng mental health when it comes to organization so yeah so creating that um framework would be great a great start but at the end of the day if you are a leader the best way for you to support your people would be to ask them and to hold space for them like i said you don't even have to have the answers when you do that because i think yun din yung, ano, yung fear ng leaders eh, na parang dapat meron akong sagot kapag ka, ano diba pagka sinabi ng employee ko that ganito yung problema niya but no you don't even have to have any answer your presence is enough right your presence presence is enough and if you have coaching background um you know yun uh, brainstorming for solutions is such a great help for for these people galing actually i i i am currently so inspired by what you said uh, teach no uh, i'm currently handling a school and uh sometimes uh there is this tendency for me i think to uh I wanted them to hold their space, but I don't want also to be so disengaged that I allow, I just allow them. But I, I also want to have, I, what I learned from uh, from you teach is that sometimes the initiative should also come from you because yeah. it, it wouldn't come from them because they're busy. Yeah. Na, they're like, right, right? So yeah, yeah very, I, I'm very inspired right now to change. Naglalaro yung utak ko ngayon na parang, ah, I could possibly do these things now that you yeah. mentioned Yeah. And it, it, it actually benefits you. Kasi if they, they feel that somebody cares for them and the person who cares for them is their boss, mas ma-inspire sila and ma-motivate sila na mag-work. Um, on, I think what we think is the contrary, right? Na pagka nilapitan mo sila, ay nako, aabusuhin ako nito, ganito, ganito, ganito. But then that's that's you in a negative mindset. Automatic yan. Magna-negative um, thinking tayo na aabusuhin ako nito, di naman yan makikinig sa akin, or ganito. Alam mo yun, ang dami ng stories in our head. Now, if we can just fight off those stories and biases, then then maybe they will surprise you they will be more motivated more inspired uh, maybe they'll be more productive even right right so get teach let's move on to our next area of discussion uh, let's talk about your perspective as a yoga teacher and a life coach but before with my question prepared question teach i would like to understand first what is life coaching i think life coaching is uh, a very relatively new term uh here in our country but it's gaining a lot of momentum right now especially with a lot of uh things that i read you know in, in social media but for the benefit of our viewer uh viewers uh what is life coaching each sige um okay so what i do kasi is i do counseling and then i do life coaching so what's the difference so when it comes to counseling or psychological counseling we look at the past and the present so we look at 
you know, what happened to you as a child, your relationships with your parents and siblings and your former classmates and, um, you know, momentous events in your teenage years or as an adult and how all of those now play in your adult life, in your present life, right? And how, how they how they all affect your behavior now and your ways of thinking. Now, life coaching focuses on the present and the future. So when we say life coaching, the first things that your coach would ask you, or the very first thing actually the coach would ask you is, what's your goal, right? Why, why are you seeking life coaching? And there has to be a, a like a very, um, yeah, very precise goal that you want, right? But of course, you can adjust this along the way, right? So maybe it's financial freedom, maybe it's career success, uh, maybe it's um, a fulfilling relationship. So all of these things that that you know that encompasses our life as adults these are all covered in life coaching now in life coaching um they really don't care much about your past but it's really more of like parang coach ng basketball right like it's really okay eto na tayo ngayon ganito na yung score <laughs> right hindi na natin titingnan yung nangyari kanina pero eto na yung score ngayon anong pwede nating gawin so it's it's like that it's all moving forward so so yeah so so that's the difference between counseling and life coaching in first a nutshell. Time, first time ko narinig yung ganong parang uh, describe it. I I think I now I get a better grasp of the idea, teacher. So thank you for that. Uh, teach how how does your perspective now as a yoga teacher and a life coach uh, help others in maintaining or supporting a well balanced mental health? Um, I think kasi, um, paano ba? I, as, a, as a yoga teacher, <laughs> as a yoga teacher kasi I'm like, I'm, I'm one of those grounded, very grounded yoga teachers. And because I have background in psychology, which is science, right? All evidences. And um, yoga teachers are generally spiritual in, in their approach. And not all, but, you know, generally it's spiritual in approach and esoteric in approach. Um, I think the finding that balance between the two, you know, like the esoteric side of things, in um, you know, having having a spiritual anchor, um, your philosophy as a person. In my case, I follow the Buddhist philosophies, um, Zen Buddhism in in particular, and and then science, right? On the other hand, you know, grounds it down. Na okay. You, Hindi ka mag-spiritual bypassing na everything is just going to be, you know, chanting and um, and praying. It can't be like that because you have to also do the work, right? Like let's say for example in healing, um, healing your your traumas, your in your inner child wounds, um, or or anything um, at all. Like you want to heal from past experiences, right? A lot of people would go for, um, you know, like they would do yoga. They would do yoga, magme-meditate, um, what else, magpapareki, magtataro reading. So all of these things are in the yoga um, scene, right? And these things help. They help. They do. 
but most of the time when we start talking about those experiences the healing is really superficial so it's brushed under or swept under the rug um, and hidden in piles of yoga meditation reiki and all of these things um but at the end of the day we haven't really addressed it you know so i guess a good example would be you know how like people would complain about people who go to church pero pagdating sa bahay <laughs> masungit pa rin or nananakit pa rin like there's still domestic violence but every sunday they would go to church they are religious people and they'd go like bless you or i'll pray for you or or whatever so it's pretty much like that as well the inner work the psychological work that's required for you to emerge into someone who's um you know emotionally mature um and someone who psychologically well is is it's hard work hindi lang siya nadadaan di lang siya nadadaan sa dasal or sa yoga or sa you know by reading books and all of that you have to do the work so yun i think um i think that's also one of the reasons like a lot of people would go to me is because i understand i understand that like it helps and that's valid it really helps but you have to also still be doing the psychological work on your own or with a professional. Right. Sige, Pija, I always believe that uh, you cannot live in an empty cup. No? How do you personally take care of your own wellness? Diba? Especially now, no? uh, working from home, with kids, and, uh, um, and it, the, the times uh, nowadays have been so complicated because of social media, the, toxici the toxicity that's there, diba? So, uh, ikaw teach, uh, like, how do you personally take care of your own wellness? Um, small things, actually. Uh, a lot of people, because you know, like how people would go, like, gagawin nila, work, 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 and then I'll take a one month break, or I will take a social media fast, ganyan, um, because I want to work on myself. So, yes, that works, but in the long run, it's really not sustainable. So, my suggestion is to take care of yourself during the day, you know. During the day, you have to have time for yourself. You have to have those mini vacations and mini breaks for yourself. So, like for me, what I do is, because I do a lot. I, I homeschool my, my daughter, <laughs> who's grade 10. So, I homeschool her. I also am... A stay-at-home wife, so which means I go do all of these things for my husband, um, feed him, and because she's the one who corporate work, right? So um, and then I also do webinars, so I I I, I, I do consulting as well. Um, pa ba? I counsel, and then I run the yoga studio. So dame, but if I do that nonstop, then bakamabaliw ako. So what I do is I make sure that every hour or every two hours I have short breaks for myself. So ano lang yan? Magkakape um, ako sa garden. Walang mobile phone. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Or um, lunchtime na, sige, kain ako mabilis tapos magbabasa ako ng libro. Or 
you know, oh, in between counseling sessions, I have 30 minutes, kunin ko yung gitara, play, play the guitar. So, you know, all of these small things. So, para hindi siya naiipon, and you kind of like recharge yourself bit by bit. So, teach nothing uh, like very extravagant naman, just simple break such as what you mentioned. Yeah, sometimes there will be chances uh, na, you know, you know, may opportunity for a vacation, like big ones, ganyan. Then I take it too. <laughs> I don't feel guilty naman taking those things as well. So, so yeah, but, but the more sustainable one, the more sustainable practice is to get those small breaks, small vacations, mini vacations within the day. Right. I think I'm also interested, um, how do you promote the same kind of like having breaks, taking care of mental health to your kids? Ganun din, sabihin ko sa kanila, oh, two hours ka na dyan. Come, dito muna tayo sa garden. Ganyan. So I invite them. Um, and then I remind them. Kasi, you know, like teenagers, or especially my kids who are uh, high achievers, right? Sometimes, hindi mo sila ma-peel off from their PC, eh, right? So, minsan, ano, minsan, like I said, you have to be the one reaching out also. You can't expect them to, you know, have that initiative na, ay, mami, magbe-break muna ako. So, ako din yung parang nang-iingganyo sa kanila na parang, oh, tara, dito muna tayo, stretch-stretch ka muna, ganyan. So, yun, yun, Small things lang talaga. Do your kids do yoga as well? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Wala pa sila dun sa ano, mindset na yon. But um, they have tried, which I'm proud to say. <laughs> they've tried naman. Um, yeah, like, they've tried naman. But they listen mostly uh, to philosophies. Like, for example, mga Zen koans, stories, um, and then when, you know, like every day we experience something, let's say in the news you experience um, or you hear news, right? Then we process it with them. So parang for me then kasi yoga is a way of life that way. Na parang it doesn't have to be asana only. It doesn't have to be meditation only. But it's really imbibing your, you know, the philosophies behind it. And and it's real yoga to when your day-to-day -day and your mindset have changed, you know, like there's an improvement, then that's real yoga to me. The flexibility is not in the body. The flexibility is in the mind. So, yun. Yun yung ginagawa ng kids ko. <laughs> and my husband, too. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Tichla. It has been a very enriching conversation with you. Uh, where can we catch you, teachers, in case we wanted to do yoga with you or anything that you would want to share to our viewers right now? Where can they catch you? Um, well, I'm on Treehouse Yoga. So on Instagram, it's at Treehouse Yoga PH. I'm also well, the woman behind Lighthouse Wellness. Well, one of the women behind Lighthouse Wellness. So it's Lighthouse Wellness PH naman. Um, on Instagram. Um, I'm also, well, I think that's it. And I'm also on Instagram, although my account is private, but you can send me a message anytime. And yeah, so there. 
Thank you very much, Peach, and thank you very much to our viewers and for joining us for another enriching conversation here at Chakra Chat. And tomorrow, uh, Teacher XT will be going live once again for Chakra Chatter. Uh, so tune in once again to that particular conversation program of Teacher uh, XT. And Teacher Rachel, just how we end our yoga classes and how we end our program in Chakra Chat. We place our palms together in prayer and uh, we bow down to each other, acknowledging each other's light. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you, you, Sam. Everyone.